Hello and welcome to Believe and Declare podcast. Thanks for listening in. In this podcast, we share biblical truth to encourage women struggling with infertility, to help you build your faith, find healing and strength to persevere, and ensure you maintain spiritual postures that guarantee you victory. I'm your host, Yemisi Olani Yonu, and I'm glad you are here. Welcome to today's episode of Believe and Declare. Today we'll be looking at the seed of doubt. We want to see how this is implanted, what we can do differently to see that we don't allow it gain a foothold in our lives. If you've been following our podcast from the beginning, you will see that we've examined quite a number of topics. And part of the things we've considered in these various topics, we've looked at the nature of God, we've looked at his ability, we've looked at his willingness to help, we've looked at God's timing And we understand that God's timing is perfect and he will do things in his timing, not our timing. We've also reinforced our identity from time to time in all of the things we've talked about. And of a truth, I want to remind you that whenever we find ourselves in difficult situations or circumstances, the enemy always tries to cast doubt on the word of God. And if we are not careful, we let us gain a footing, then we will be in in a place of despair. Matthew 14, 13 is where our first scripture is pulled from. And it says, immediately Jesus extended his hand and caught him saying to him, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? I'll just provide context to this verse that we've just read. So this happened after the feeding of the 5,000 and Jesus said to his disciples to go on ahead of him while he went to pray. And when he was joining them early hours of the morning, he was walking on water. They were first afraid, and when they realized it was Jesus, Peter said to Jesus, Lord, if it is you, bid me come. And Jesus said to him to come. And Peter began to walk on water. But when he focused on the wind, he focused on the fury of the wind, he panicked and began to sink. And while he was sinking, he cried out to Jesus to help him. He said, Lord, save me. And Jesus reached out his hand and caught him, saying, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? So that's how we got to that Bible passage. And it's the same thing with us. Peter was in a brilliant moment. He was walking on water, what no other person had done besides Jesus at the time. But then he looked at his surrounding and looked at the things and the circumstances around in the fury of the wind, and he began to sink. When we find ourselves in difficult situations as we go on in life, if we focus on them, we are bound to sink. We will give in to despair, just like Peter. Peter cried out, If you are in that situation, if you are in that place of despair where you are overwhelmed by everything, it's time for you to cry out today to the Lord Jesus. And the same way he will reach out to you. He will meet you at your point of need. Another example we'll look at is from Luke 24 verse 38. And it says, he continued with them. Don't be upset and don't let all this doubting question take over. So that's an advice from Jesus. It says, don't get upset. And don't let all this doubting question take over. It's the same for us today. It's the word it has for us today. You're wondering, when did this say that? So again, I'll provide context to these words. I didn't want to read the old Bible passage because they are lengthy. So this was after Jesus had met with the two guys on the road to Emmaus. He had spoken and told them everything about him in the scripture. And they invited him to dine with them. And when he was breaking bread, they realized it was Jesus. And the minute Jesus disappeared, they ran back to Jerusalem. They found the 11 and they told the 11 what just happened. And we hear the 11 
saying, you know what, this is true. Christ has risen, has appeared to Simon Peter and all of that. But then while they were yet speaking, Christ appeared to them. And this was his response to them. Because in one instance, they are affirming that, oh, it looks like Christ is really risen. But he had said all of these things to them before he died. So he said to them, don't be upset and don't let this doubting question. Because they were still questioning the validity of what he had said. The same way God has many promises for us in this Bible concerning whatever it is that you are believing and trusting for. There's a promise. There's a word that God has released. Why don't you go in and search the scripture, find out the mind of God, find out God's position on the matter and hold that as true. Whatever comes, whatever your lot, remember what that word says concerning you and hold on to it. Don't give room to doubting questions. And without any doubt, the devil is a master at sowing the seeds of doubt in the heart of men. He knows how to do this. He's done it from the very beginning. He will cause you to question the things that God has said. He will cause you to rethink the truth that you know. And we see it in the Garden of Eden. When he approached Eve, what did he say to Eve? He asked her, had God said you shall not eat of every three of the garden? God didn't say that. I like the way the Living Bible puts it. It really shows us the reality of how it happens in our everyday life. See what it says. Really? He asked, none of the fruit in the garden? God says you mustn't eat any of it. Do you see? That's the same way the devil comes at us. And he throws these questions at us in such a way that we don't think much of them. Really? As God said so? Did God really say? You know, and then we begin to question ourselves. We begin to rethink the things that we have heard, the things that we know that are true. The devil is never direct, so we need to guard our heart. And the Bible itself tells us why it was written. We know it's the gospel of Christ for the salvation of men. But it tells us that we're going to read a lot of things in the Bible. And this is why we are reading them. I like the way 1 Corinthians 10 verse 11 puts it. It says, now these things happen to them as an example and warning to us. They were written for our instruction to admonish and to equip us upon whom the end of the ages have come. Second Timothy 3.16 is another beautiful scripture that tells us what the Bible is all about. But I like this because it's simple. It tells us it was written for our warning, for our instruction, to admonish and to equip us. And like we've established in past podcasts, the battleground is our mind. So everything goes on in there. The enemy comes with thoughts that will make us question the love of God for us. It will make us question our worthiness to receive from God. The enemy will keep reminding us of things that would make us feel like we do not deserve what we are asking for. And the enemy is still asking the same question he asked Eve till date. Do you think God really meant that? You read a promise and you begin to ask, was it meant for me or for the people of 2,000 or 6,000 years ago? The enemy is still doing that. And be on guard. Don't give the enemy a footing at all. The minute you do that, he knows how to leverage it. It begins to fill your mind with lies. Everything that is contrary to the truth of what God has said. He will twist even the scriptures. Once you can sense that you are beginning to doubt the promises of God, quickly put it in check with the word of God. Don't let it become a stronghold. The truth is no one is immune to the seed of doubt. Everyone experiences Jesus Christ himself wasn't exempted. 
After he was baptized, you will read the account of how he was taken into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Part of the things the devil did was so seed of doubt. So we see this in Matthew chapter 4 and in Luke chapter 4. However, let's just even look at it. What did the devil say to Jesus Christ? First, he said, if thou be the son, if he begins to cast doubt, like maybe you don't know if you are not so sure, if thou be. So you see, he did the same thing to Jesus and then he took scriptures and he distorted scriptures. And he's still deploying these two things. It will make you question who you are, question the love of God for you. And it will still continually distort scriptures just to see that you do not believe God for what he has said and for who he is. And truly, we need to know who we are. We need to know the God we have believed. James 1.6 tells us, it says, The one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. We don't want to be such kind of people. That we've displayed great faith before doesn't mean this will be the situation at all times. We always have to keep our thoughts in check. We have to guard our hearts and watch over what we allow, gain access to it. Bible tells us, let him who thinks he stand, take heed. Let's look at one more example and then we'll say our prayers and take our declaration. John the Baptist who declared, Behold the Lamp of God who takes away the sin of the world, who also testified that he saw the dove come upon Christ and it was declared, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The same John was in prison. You see him saying, go and ask if he's the one that we have been expecting. So you see, John who said and declared Jesus the Lamp of God that takes away the sin of the world, who witnessed where God called him his beloved son, was asking if he is the Messiah. So that we've displayed faith at one point doesn't mean that we have it for life. We continually have to guard our hearts. We continually have to keep all the thoughts that come to our mind in check. So we'll be careful what we pay attention to, what we think of, what we allow comes into our mind. We're not going to allow the world mold us into its own image. Instead, we will be transformed from the inside out by the renewing of our minds. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for helping us overcome every discouragement and doubt. Thank you for showing us the way to gain victory over the seeds of doubt that the enemy comes sowing. We thank you, Lord, for upholding and sustaining us. We thank you for helping us. We thank you, Spirit of God, for showing us how to be victorious. Lord, we ask today that you examine our heart by your spirit. Show us the errors that we have believed. Help us unlearn the things that are not serving your purpose in our lives. Father, we ask for wisdom. We ask for everyone that is listening. Lord, they would be able to make the right decision when it matters most. When the enemy comes with those questions of doubt, we ask that they will see it for what it truly is and they will choose your way. They will choose your words over what the enemy says. Father, I ask that you guide everyone into making the right decision. We receive wisdom, wisdom that preserves and protects. Open our eyes, Lord, to the issues in our hearts and help us not live in denial of them, but help us take the steps that are necessary to overcome and to conform, to bring them into obedience in Christ Jesus and declare over yourself, say, I do not allow any sophisticated argument within me. I disallow every proud attitude in me that exalts itself and sets itself above the true knowledge of God. I declare that every rebellious thought and purpose is subject to the word of God. I come against every spirit of doubt and every thought that underestimates the Lord in my life. I meditate upon God's word 
ever so often and it shapes my thought. It shapes my thinking. The word of God helps me reframe whatever it is that I am going through in the light of God's word. My mind is renewed and I do not entertain any argument and impressive sounding opinions of the enemy. Whatever the enemy puts forward, I check against the word of God and I choose what the word of God says concerning me and the circumstances I find myself. My thinking has been refreshed. I no longer consider the convincing justification and perspective that the devil offers to refute the reality of God's word. And so shall it be concerning you in the name of Jesus. Amen. And today I speak healing over every broken heart. I speak healing over every hurting heart. I come against the spirit of despair and I speak joy to you. I speak joy to your situation. Keep believing, keep declaring, don't go about sowing seed that misaligned with what you're believing and trusting God for. Remember, God is for you. God is not against you. See you next week. Links to download the free 7-day devotional and 7 days declaration and also to join our community are on my Instagram page, Yemis Yolani Yonu. Please head over there and download the free resources and join our community. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to follow, subscribe so you get notified when new episodes are posted. Please rate and review. Also share with anyone you know struggling with infertility. I hope you're living encouraged and with words that can help you get through this season. Keep believing, keep declaring. Be sure to tune in every Sunday for a new episode. Thank you.